Let's go. We are a video game podcast that releases content every Sunday, alternating between full game... Hey guys, this is Harry and Ralph from Super Fun Game Review Podcast Go. We are a video game podcast that releases content every Sunday, alternating between full game reviews and general gaming conversation. Our reviews include in-depth analysis on plot, audio graphics, and gameplay, and we throw in little-known facts on the game development. We provide uncomfortable sexual tension, harassment towards each other while being analytical about the game of the week, and endless, poorly executed impersonations. Find us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Super Fun Game Review Podcast Go, where sensitivity is a foreign concept. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to CSCR, Chicago Sports Crunch Radio. This is the show that brings to you the highlights of the sports world and industry. From the NBA, NFL, MLB, EPL, and so much more. CSCR is here to focus on local sports in the Windy City. From the Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, Cubs, and White Sox. We're here to talk sports to the true fans of Chicago. We are live here from Studio One at WCSN, the Windy City Sports Network. This is CSCR, Chicago Sports Crunch Radio. Hey, Chicago. What's happening? Too much snow in the Windy City. We got how many inches? Ten, ten in, well, total. Friday we got hammered, and then obviously we got tons of snow. Uh, or not tons, but about four or five inches last night, I think. Yeah, like nonstop shoveling. I've been getting a workout the last couple of days. Uh, but... I, I love snow. I, I, I got a truck. I just drive around the truck, four-wheel drive. It doesn't matter. So I, I love that stuff. Welcome, everybody. Uh, episode 26 uh, got Super Bowl talk that happened last week. Uh, it was a, an exciting Super Bowl. Uh, we have talk about, about the Chicago Bulls a little bit, go over the Bulls talk. Um, about They didn't do major trades, but some of the trades that they did. Uh, we got to talk about the NBA trade deadline a lot. I want to talk a lot about that. Uh, and then talk a little bit about uh, Major League Baseball. Uh, and unfortunately, I'm wearing this, but the Cubs and, and the signing they recently got in. So uh, we'll see how they do uh, with their new signing. Um, but um, I'm just glad we're here. I apologize, obviously, with what happened on Friday, team. Uh, we will be doing CSCR shows on Fridays at 7 p.m., but unfortunately, because of the snowstorm and because everything was going on, we decided to end up doing it today at 3 p.m., so we're going live today just so we don't miss the week, uh, and then we get in there and do all that stuff. So um, 
That's why we're dropping it here. So we will go back to normal on Friday, and we'll be doing our Friday 7 p.m. shows. So uh, we'll go over that stuff. And then before we dig into everything, obviously, I'm going to do my social media thing and make sure you guys know where you guys can find us and stuff. Uh, we have uh, a new um, sponsor, obviously, and I wanted to make sure we mention him. Uh, you guys heard him in the beginning of the show, uh, and it's the super, super fun game review podcast go guys um i'm gonna mention them a little bit towards the end as well too but make sure you guys uh, go over there uh help them out make sure you guys subscribe to them they're really cool guys uh really good humor uh i started listening to them and they actually make me crack up sort of same, same sense of humor that we all have here um and they go over video games uh, I love video games myself. I'm an Xbox guy, uh, and I play Xbox. I'm really stuck on Call of Duty right now, FIFA a little bit, until I get sick of Call of Duty. But uh, these guys go over game reviews. They're funny at the same time. They sort of just make fun of themselves as they're doing it. Uh, they have jokes while they're doing it, um, and they give their honest feedback and opinion of the video games. It's a pretty cool podcast, uh, something you guys can listen to. Uh, they're on iTunes just like us and everything else. So just make sure you guys follow them on iTunes, subscribe to them. Uh, they're really cool guys, uh, and uh, it'd be cool if you guys can help them out as well too. So with us, with that being said, with us, uh, I just wanted to make sure that everyone knows where we could be. So um, obviously you can follow us on the Twitter, which is at WCSN312, uh, Tom Chris's idea for the 312. So you guys can give that to that is, it's true. Three one two Chicago area code. So not only do I have the brains, I got the looks too. Yeah, apparently. So at three at WCSN three one two is on Twitter. Uh, follow us there. Uh, we are starting to use Twitter a lot more than Facebook. Uh, Twitter's a little bit more interactive with each other, so uh, you guys can follow us there. Uh, like us on our Facebook, which is Windy City Sports Network, uh, or you can do at WCSN three one two there as well too. Um, uh, we also recently joined Instagram, and you can follow us there as well, at WCSN312. That's usually our tag across the line everywhere you go. Uh, we post all our shows for you guys to listen to on all of our social media sites. So uh, we, when our shows are done, the podcast version of it will be on all our social media sites. Um, if you're driving to work, driving back from work, uh, you're working out, just chilling in your house, um, Pop on your headphones. You can listen to us on a lot of different platforms. So we're on iTunes, number one, first and foremost. iTunes, our goal is to become a top 100 podcast. So we want to make sure that we go after that. And we're just trying as a group of guys sit back and when we're 60 or 75, turn around and say, hey, we once had a top 100 podcast. Hopefully we're still doing it back then. That'd be pretty cool. Um but that's our goal. So if you guys can go on iTunes for us, drop a review for us, give us five stars, uh, subscribe to our iTunes channel. It would help us out tremendously. Uh, other platforms that we're on um, as well too, uh, not only just iTunes, Stitcher Radio app, TuneIn Radio app, uh, or the original SoundCloud platform, uh, Overcast, CastBox, Podbean, uh, which is going to end up becoming one of our sponsors as well too very soon. Uh, the podcast app and then Google Play most importantly. Um, and then you can search Windy City Sports Network for us on all those sites. You'll find us there. All platforms are free. Like I say to you guys, we do all this for free. So all platforms are free to you and available on iOS, Android, uh, phone, tablets, Apple TV, or any mobile device or computer. You guys can hear us on there. Uh, we're beginning to do quick live pre-shows on our social media. So actually on Twitter and 
Facebook. So Twitter's Periscope. Facebook is Facebook Live. You guys can hear, uh, see quick pre-shows. We do like a two-minute pre-show thing really quick. So before we're getting to go live on YouTube, you guys can hear us there. So we go on there so you guys can do that as well if you follow social media. Um, and then first and, or lastly, it's this channel right here, which you guys are watching us on, um, either live or the recorded. Because obviously once we go live, you guys can interact. And that's one of the biggest reasons we decided to do this is to make sure that we get interaction from the audience and while we're doing our shows you guys can ask us questions or just say anything you guys want to i remember a couple um weeks ago we did the chicago 80s chicago cubs and we're just splurting names out from the 80s so we stuff like that and then we had guys spouting out 80 names back at us on our chat room so that's one of our biggest reasons we're doing this is to interaction to the fans um but obviously we need the help on here as well too so subscribe to our youtube channel uh more subscribers on there the more traction we'll get and we'll get more visibly out there so uh that'd be really huge and you guys can um be on there and be our supporters on youtube for us so that was that um, our show, the way we're doing it, just like I said earlier, uh, we're doing our, bodca- uh, our podcasts or our shows weekly, um, every Friday at 7 PM Chicago sports crunch radio. So CSCR will be going live on YouTube. Uh, and then every Wednesday, wild bill and me changed the time specifically because we want to wait for raw. If, if there's a pay-per-view raw, then SmackDown, I know NXT's on Wednesdays, but we can go over stuff. So we want to wait at least for SmackDown to finish. So every Wednesdays at 7 PM, uh, we'll be doing our WTR shows live on this same channel. So WTR will be on Wednesdays at 7 PM. And then CSCR will be on Fridays at 7 PM, uh, again on this channel. So subscribe to us here. Um, if you guys have any questions that you guys don't want to ask, on the YouTube channel or on the chat room, you can email us at windycitysportsnetwork at gmail.com. Um, and then last but not least, um, like we say this all the time, I can't um, reiterate this, but uh, this is a passion project. And uh, this is a project that um, back in the day uh, ended up being a joke. We were at a bar, we we're hanging out. Uh, a bunch of us were arguing with each other about sports and uh, it ended up being that one of our friends ended up saying, hey, you, you guys sit here and you guys are arguing. It's very entertaining because it looked like we were really going to get into a fist fight. So the guy said, you should start a podcast and people would listen to you. So, um, no, uh, Wild Bill, I'm not taking off my White socks shirt. Hey, and uh, by the way, this is the new spring training socks hat. Hold on right there. Spring training, new one. I'll show you guys later. I'll flip it around. Uh, but uh, and this is Carlton Fisk jersey. Uh, but anyways, it's a it started that way, and uh, we did this for fun. We started this in 2014. Uh, so we're what eight years, four years in. Four years, 2014, as a joke, Jackman, Levi the Mouth, Sammy the Bull were the originators. Uh, today, obviously, Sammy the Bull and Jackman can't be here, and that's why he's here. And obviously, you guys heard on the social media, Tom Chris Friday was here by himself, but we were too scared to uh, put him on here. We You're thought he'd destroy. Would have been the number one show. We thought the show would have destroyed. likes, emails would like blow up questions. So just couldn't handle it. Yeah, I know. So we had to reschedule for today, so at least I could be here. But um, we decided to go podcast. We started very small. Um, We basically learned all this stuff on our own, uh, all about the equipment and everything. Uh, We went on iTunes originally. We started a social media. 
uh, we did all that stuff. We kept on expanding and going into other areas. Um, and then now all of a sudden we're on, well, I think, 11 platforms right now that you can hear us on. We're live on YouTube, which we didn't never thought would happen going live. Uh, but we got a lot of stuff that's going on. So uh, obviously, and, still and still yeah, still and we're obviously still learning at the so same time, too. So um, with that being said, obviously, we got a lot of expenses. So uh, we do, uh, we need new equipment sometimes, uh, the distribution costs. Um, so we started a Patreon page. I don't know if anyone knows what Patreon is, but you guys can go on there. You guys can either donate or we actually will offer stuff in 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 return for donation. Now, the rewards will start getting bigger and bigger. We just did this right now in the beginning. And uh, the initial one is that we're, if you donate, we're going to, if you're willing to, if you don't want to, uh, you can transfer our phone numbers, obviously privately, and then we can give you, whoever does a call, if they're willing to, we'll give you a call while we're doing a live show, and you guys can be on the phone on the show live, ask us any questions you guys want on the live show. So um, we're doing that for now. Obviously, it'll get better and better. We're going to try to find out other ways that we can give rewards out to um, and cool ones. Uh, and we'll start going from there. But uh, go to our Patreon page, and that is, if you go on the Patreon link, uh, Windy City Sports Network, you'll see us on there. Uh, and that would be pretty cool uh, to help us out here as well, too. So uh, with that being said, I gotta shout out. Take Tom, wait, wait. Chris, take off that hat and shirt and burn it. Okay. We'll see. Well, I, I know they'll do better this year. It's a different conversation. We'll talk but towards like the end. The idea, yeah, we'll we'll see. Their 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 future looks really bright. Let's just say that right now. Future's real bright. All right. So, uh, Tom, you got anything really quick? No. Just open a, table. Open table. Uh, Sunday. Or, you know, this won't be happening too often. Hopefully, with the snow. Uh, just got back from the Chicago Auto Show with my buddy Phil. Hopefully, Phil's listening. And uh, that's it. You know. Oh. And uh, yesterday, I was hanging out with my, my little niece, uh, Suli. Uh, she plays hockey. Hmm. Uh, she's really good. And uh, it's, the team is called the Renegades. And they just won the 2018 Wisconsin Dells Hockey Championship. So nice. go, Suli, go. I love you, and you're amazing. Uh, and they actually have, uh, going into that, uh, the women have a hockey team in the Olympics. There's actually an event, a women hockey league. Yeah, she's the only girl on the team. So here she is, like Ooh. on the ice, with a pink hat and pink uh, tape on the hockey stick. So it's uh, it's a good, good, really good, uh, uh, entertaining uh, uh, event. Going to see her. Yeah, definitely. Um, Wild Bill, Tom's mic is not on. You're saying? I, I turn can... up. Yeah, I think something's wrong with it. Turn up. All right, how do you guys hear Tom's mic right now? It should be going. It looks good on our end here. Is it good? Is it better? I think it's better. I don't know. Well, we'll see. We'll go from did there. You mute, did you mute me? I did purpose? mute you so no one can hear you. Uh, no, it's it's good. I, I don't know. I don't see anything going on. Uh, let's double check. Bear with us, obviously. Um, but we should be... All right, go real quick. Yeah. Yeah. You can hear me? I can hear you. The right one doesn't work. Yeah, you're good. Okay. So hopefully they can uh, hear us a little bit better there. Hopefully. Yeah, basically what I said, you know, Sunday, just came back from the Chicago Auto Show. I was hanging out with my buddy Phil. Uh, we had a great time. 
And I just want to say a shout out to my little niece Suli, that uh, her team, the Renegades, won a 2018 Hockey Championship League in Wisconsin Dells, and she's just amazing. Um. So yeah, and we were talking about the Olympics, how they have a uh, a women's hockey team now for the Olympics, which is pretty cool. They don't have women's hockey though in like high school. Uh, I think they do in college, but I don't know about high school. No, I don't, I don't, not in high school that I know of. Yeah. Maybe in Canada. All right. So uh, let's go over. What do you want to talk about first? Super Bowl. Super Bowl? Yeah, we have to. All right. What do you want to talk about Super Bowl? Everything. So <sighs> entertaining Super Bowl. I I picked Philly. I think you picked Philly too. Hey, <laughs> the, the two Philly guys. <laughs> yeah, the only and the two ones. guys who picked the Patriots didn't show up. Of course not. So... I obviously think everything's a work, and I'm trying to actually get a work or a shirt that actually says it's a work, bro. Um, but um, I, I think that would do really well. Um, I think not just wrestling. I think everything sports-wise is a work in some some way, some fashion. And I totally thought that they were going to give this to the way it was going in the fourth. I totally thought they were going to give this to uh, Brady. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a comeback, and I was like, that's it. So I'm like, it, it, they're setting it up so good so Tom can end up coming back in the fourth quarter winning it. Um, so I was pretty shocked when that fumble came through and they did that sack in the fumble. That really surprised me, and I, at that moment, I was like, hey, that's the nail in the coffin. It's over with. So, um, yeah, but before that play, they were going touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. It was like a, like a boxers match going back and forth, back and forth. It was pretty impressive scoring. Yeah. The only thing, um, I, I wish, I don't know if I wish, but Tom Brady missed that catch. Well, I think, I think that maybe turned the game around a little. I don't know. Yeah, and I think that is a big part um, of it, and I think that was one of the biggest. I think if you look play-wise at the three biggest plays that happened on the Super Bowl, one of them, first and foremost, is the Nick Foles um, his high school play where he ended up handing it to the, the to the halfback and he ended up running himself and he catched the touchdown. Number two. And that was after the Tom. Yeah, after, after that. that. So it was like, ha ha, look at me. I yeah, and then the Tom Brady miss catch I think is the second biggest play in right. the game. And then the third one obviously is the um, the sack, the sack with the fumble, which yeah. put the nail in the coffin and right. stuff. So, and, and it was a great game. Now, I know that the numbers came out, and this actually was the lowest-rated um, Super Bowl since 2009, I think, they said. Yeah. So, it, it was one of the lowest-rated Super Bowls, which means less people saw it, which isn't good for the NFL, because then they can't charge more money for their ads when they're doing it on TV. Um, so, that that's concerning to a point. Um, I don't know if people just got sick of Brady. I don't know what the that's, deal was. The commercials, obviously, I told you guys I had them beforehand. Didn't like any of them. Um, and they actually messed up on one part. You saw where it was like black screen mm-hmm. for like, I think it was a full 30 seconds, which means they just lost $5 million because that's how much they were charging for a 30 second ad. Well, maybe uh, someone's check bounced. Possible. Yeah, and it didn't go through yeah, and stuff. So. Um, but everybody wanted the Eagles to win. It, it felt like it was the Patriots versus the nation. So I'm glad, you know, glad they won. Yeah, definitely. It's still not working? Yeah, they're saying that. Uh, um, I, I, I have a uh, solution. You have a solution? Yeah. What's the solution? Swing behind me and get on this other one. I caramba. Bear with us. 
We're playing musical chairs here. Yeah, chair two. Should have done this a long time ago. Yeah, we should have. I didn't think so about stupid. it. We're in the middle of it, though. All right, go. Hello? One, two, three. Hold on. Butter. All right, go. One, two, three. Oh, you're, this is nice. You're in. Yeah, finally. Sorry, my glasses. All right, so hopefully that's good. We'll do the shout-out again with you. and. Uh, yeah, do I want to do a shout-out? Plus, I think this is my better side anyways. Oh, there yeah, you go. Knows? See? We'll see. You know? All right, so uh, I think that's we'll figure out what's going on with that mic. Uh, thank you guys for the input, though, on the mic and telling us that it's not working. Um, but in any case, uh, we're going to – This sounds much better. Yeah. Yeah, oh, my goodness. Something's wrong with that one, man. I liked that mic. That's a good mic. Well, not anymore. Poor thing. It's a nice MXL. Oh, we'll figure See, out. we're still learning. We're still learning. We got to still buy better equipment. We're going to get there. Patreon page. See? All right. So, right. Super Bowl. Um, uh, where do I It is what it is. The three plays they lost? Yeah. I mean, it was a very exciting game. I think it kept people tuned in the entire time. So the entire time, I think that overall, it did keep people tuned in. You, you wanted to keep watching the game. Uh, it was very, very good to see um, and very fun uh, to watch. Probably one of the most exciting Super Bowls I think I've seen in a long time. It, it, it was because it, it was uh, back and forth, back and forth, yeah. nonstop scoring. And we were like, there was no defensive plays until they sacked Tom and he fumbled the ball. Yeah, so, and, and the defense, and it was a high-scoring game, and I really thought it yeah. was going to be sort I mean, Bull said it, he, he thought it was going to be high-scoring. I think I said it was going to be high-scoring, but I didn't think the defenses would be so, like... Evenly matched? There really wasn't no defense on both sides. I mean, it, it, the defense really wasn't there. Philly's defense didn't really show up until the sack happened, and the Patriots' defense really didn't happen. So um, it wasn't all there um, defensively. Mm-hmm. It was sort of just an offensive game. Um, I do want to point out, though, because I really think this guy did really good, Clement, in my opinion, could have been very damn close to an MVP. He did not just – I mean – Maybe he didn't score all the touchdowns in the war world for the team and stuff, but Clement ran amok on the Patriots. I mean, there was a lot of key runs that Clement had. I mean, he should be up there pretty damn close to it. So I know Foles was key. He had a, mm-hmm. I mean, the yardage that was uh, that, that that both teams had was just outstanding. I just think that Clement didn't get what was due. Um, but the defenses, in my opinion, were very sloppy, both sides of the ball. And, I mean, think about 41 to 38 the game was. That's a huge score. It is a huge score. So maybe you have to give credit to the offensive line and both quarterbacks getting the ball released. Brady was getting hit, though. Yeah, yeah I mean, getting... not sacked a ton, but he was getting hit. After... Yeah, he was getting hit. Yeah, he was. So, I mean, he was getting his – now, I don't know. So – Obviously, they were getting con- to him. Yeah, obviously, congratulations to the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, that city got tore up, though. Mm. Like, those fans were just, like, going ballistic. Which but we I expected don't it. We did, too, when the Bulls won their first one, remember? Oh, yeah. And when the Cubs won. Uh, the, no, I don't think they went nuts I, I just the said Cubs it because won. you're a Sox fan. Uh, That's it. 
Well, now, now you got it. The you, light bulb went on. When the Sox won, they, you didn't even see any celebrations, honestly. It was raining, I think, that day or snowing. Did they have a parade? I don't think they did. They did have oh, a parade, sure? but not a lot of people It must have been a small one, like a block or something. And I think the celebration for that day was like five people with pots and pans outside, and they went all back inside. But uh, the Cubs, I, I, I'd give Chicago credit. Yeah. Youth, I would think Clark Street would have been like, riots everywhere tore up the next morning fires are starting to dwindle down they didn't go nuts during the no, cubs I, when the blackhawks won then that was huge. no they didn't go nuts the that first much time. the parade was crazy yeah, for parade, the yeah. for the blackhawks yeah um but the bulls celebrations were pretty crazy i remember because we were younger back then mm-hmm. that first one was insane that's where they were flipping the cars over they started all the loiting i mean it was pretty rough the first bull but think about it that first bulls one besides the 85 bears was the first one that the chicago any chicago sports team won mm. you know what i mean so it was like so many years that correct, you didn't correct. even see any championships and then they win one and then it's just like we're burning the city down so but after that, they learned their lesson, and yeah. we did pretty good. But um, congratulations to the Eagles for winning. I'm glad they actually won. I didn't want to see Brady win one again. Not that I don't like the guy. The guy is a GOAT. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks, players of all time in the NFL. I was just glad to see someone else win it. It's good to see Chris Long win it, Kyle Long's brother. Um, well, last year he won it on the, on the Patriots. Was he, on, he was on the team, mm-hmm. so he won it back-to-back. Yeah, but too. listen, you, you watch watch Super Bowl, you want, a, you want a good game. So if Tom Brady pulled it off and the Patriots won, they would, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. But, you know, the Eagles won, and you got to congratulate them, and, you know, we'll see you next year. So what uh, what's your thoughts about Gronk saying that he didn't necessarily say he's going to retire? Uh, 28-year-old tight end, probably one of the greatest tight ends to play the game. I know he doesn't have a stat-wise like Tony Gonzalez and stuff, but um, – He's saying he's going to think about his future, which means he's contemplating retirement, possibly. I Personally, I don't think he's retiring. I don't think his agent will let him, and there's a lot of people around him that are going to be like, dude, you're crazy. Now, he's claiming to people around him that he's making a ton of money off of his marketing. So he's making – which is true. Um, and obviously, he's close friends with some professional wrestlers, and there's rumors that eventually he would end up becoming a professional wrestler later on, not right away. But uh, – at 28 years old, I just don't I, – I can see him saying that at 32. But at 28, I think everyone around him is going to be like, you're crazy if you're leaving money on the table. I mean, I think he's more worried about all the injuries he's had because every year he's had so many injuries. Correct. And obviously this last concussion he had before the Super Bowl. So I think he's just very concerned about that. Plus, we don't know what his doctors tell him. You True. Know, we know what – we hear in the newspapers and in media, but behind the doctors could be saying, "Listen, another hit, and it, it could be really bad for you." So we don't know. And how many players have retired early? Many in the NFL. Yeah, but they're usually like career-threatening. No, so, so some retired way early. Barry Sanders on the Detroit. Barry Sanders left because of contract. He didn't want to play for Detroit. The wide receiver, Megatron. Megatron left because of injuries. I don't know. He could have still played, so. He, honestly, I think he had about three more good years in him. So there, there's some just players like enough is enough. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I would hate to see him go. I think he can play a couple more years and he would do good at it. But, I mean, we'll see what happens. I, with him I, I would think if he would retire, he would retire along with Tom Brady. They would just go out together. Yeah, I can yeah, see so. that. Because Tom, honestly, I don't think Tom can play more than three years. Three, no, two, I don't know. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I, th- I think he'll have two good years, but I think the third year is going to be the year where he's just doing so bad that everyone, even like the media, is going to be like, dude, you just got to stop. 
Like, don't don't do this to yourself. Like, just call it well, a day. Well, he'll know. His wife will tell him. He'll Almost, know. Yeah, his friends will tell him. Think about Joe Montana when he went to the Kansas City Chief towards the end of, uh, end of his career. Mm-hmm. It got to the point where people were just saying, Joe, come on, man. Like, just give it up. Don't keep playing. It's not worth you playing. Yeah, but as a as an athlete and as a competitor, you just you, you don't want to hang it up. You know, you you still think um, you can you can uh, participate at the highest level, and uh, our bodies don't. But in your mind, you still think you're the eighteen, nineteen year old or twenty five year old playing at the yeah. highest level. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Great game though overall. Phenomenal. I thought it was uh, very exciting. Uh, it kept you on the edge of your seat for the entire night. Um, one of the best Super Bowls, I think, in a while for football fans. Very high scoring. Uh, I, I just, I, again, I, I think that the, the defense was sloppy, but the offense was there. Uh, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I don't know if Philly is. Here, here's the other question is, and I heard a couple other people talking about this, what do you do with Foles now? You've got Wentz coming back. Is Foles going to be okay with being a backup? And then two, if you can trade Foles and get something out of him now because his value is so high, is it something as as an Eagles owner or GM that you would consider? Who says he's going to be the backup? Well, I, I don't think he's going to beat Wentz out in camp. As long as Wentz comes back healthy and he's okay, I think Carson Wentz is going to be a rock star. We, we, you have to you have to wait and determine that at training camp. Maybe his arm's not one hundred percent. You, they just got the guy just won a uh, Super Bowl. They're gonna say, okay, now you're gonna sit in the back. You know that's not gonna happen. They're gonna they. Well, it's it's, well, a, it's a good problem to have. Be honest. N- n- no, okay? that's it's what a I'm phenomenal saying. problem. I mean, to sit back as an owner or a GM and then sit here and be like, all right, listen, we're going through camp and it looks like. But here's the thing: Do you want to wait till camp? What if he doesn't perform good in camp, or do you just take that shot now and say, hey? And, and it's true, we have Carson Wentz, who's our future quarterback. He's like the Trubisky of the Eagles, and he did fantastic. He he literally took the team almost in a way to the Super Bowl until Foles stepped in. Now. You've got a quarterback that just won a Super Bowl, and his value sky high. So, do you keep him? You, you got to keep him. Or do you? Because t- what happens if once goes down again next year? Or do you turn around and say, "Hey, you know what? I can sign another backup if I can get a first round draft pick or something out of this guy. I'm going to trade Foles and get something back from." You got to keep him. There's a good chance Eagles win again next year. Yeah, but as a businessman, a, a good general manager would think about letting the guy go and trade him. You don't want to disappoint the fans. I don't think the fans would be upset if you can get a first-round pick for Foles. Mm. I think that would be a good thing to do. But, again, that's going to be very interesting to see what happens. That's a very good question. Um, It's going to see see. what Philly's going to do because now that you've got Wentz, what's going to happen to Foles? Mm -hmm. Are they going to be loyal to Foles and say, you know what, no matter what happens, we're keeping you, and if you're telling us you're not going to go play, if you leave Philly, you're not going to play anymore, then we'll keep you here and we won't trade you. Now, if if that happens... Mad respect to the owners there for being loyal and, and not really thinking about the business and taking that loss. But any good general manager would turn around and say, hey, I'm selling this guy. I'm trading him off, and I'm getting the first-round pick because for the future of the Eagles, it makes sense to do it now. Well, but you have to do it before training camp. You'd have to do it now. You got to just keep them both. You never know. All right, when- so uh, we talk- So Super Bowl was good. Mm-hmm. Um 
Uh, very exciting. Next thing we're going to be doing with NFL, obviously, is we're going to be looking into the NFL draft, which is going to be exciting to see what the Bears do, too. Uh, looks like they're going to have to focus heavily on wide receiver. Uh, Calvin Ridley is one of the guys that they uh, are thinking about going after, which I like, uh, and it would be a good pick. Uh, we need to go after offensive linemen potentially. Um, uh, I was actually looking, too, at, and I had it written down here, um, guys that they can potentially end up cutting and they can have uh, a good chunk of change. I have no faith in the Bears management team picking anybody I, good. I like Pace. I don't like Phillips, the president. The owners, I don't think have say so. Well, I don't think they say too much. Um, and if they do, I think they use Phillips and they ladder it down to Phillips. Um, I, I honestly think Phillips has been there for too long. Uh, he's been there for all those f up coaches that we had and and i just i don't think he needs to be there pace like i said in one of my past past podcasts it, his hands are sort of tied behind his back when you're telling a guy this is how much money you have and what you can do you really can't do much as a gm so i don't think it's really pace pace i like i like his vision i like what he sees and where he's headed to um even if he's trying to build a team like the saints that's fine I don't care. I wish we can be the Saints. Drew Brees and the Saints won a Super Bowl. So I mean, if we could, if that's what it does, then let's do it. It's but not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. It's Phillips that I don't like. It's been over thirty years. No, yeah, I know. Right? And it's just, it's just horrible. Um, we I, we had eight, eight, you know, eight wins, eight losses. I'll, I don't have surprised. that list. But anyways, I'm gonna try to think off the top of my head of names that if we cut, we would get a huge cap relief. Mm. Um, and a lot of them were offensive line. So Massey and Sitton were, were two of them in the offensive line that if we cut them now, we would get a huge chunk, which means we then need offensive linemen. Um, wide receiver, I think Wheaton was the only wide receiver on that list. That And I don't think he'll be on our team next year. Uh, Cornerback-wise, I don't think anyone was on there. No one defensively. Uh, I think defensive lineman, one guy was on there. Willie Young was on there, which is going to be an interesting one uh, if they decide to end up cutting him. Uh, Pernell uh, McPhee, Jamal Freeman, and I think that was about it, which I wouldn't be too scared about maybe getting rid of some of those linebackers and stuff. So uh, very interesting to see what happens. Uh, but the interesting part also uh, which I did send on our social media a little bit as well, too, is that um, you can, this offseason, there's going to be a lot of free agents. There's going to be a lot of people that are going to be getting cut. And that's, I think, what Pace is going to keep a close eye on. So here's some of the names, and I wrote some of them down, that I potentially think that the, 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 the Bears should look at to see what they're going to end up doing. So you've got, what do you uh, got there. What do you got there? Trevor Simmons from the Broncos, the quarterback. Okay. Backup quarterback, uh, we may need one. I mean, Sanchez ain't the guy. I know Trubinsky's the starter. We're going to cut Glennon. Glennon's the one guy that's going to get waived. We're not going to take a hit on that. So he's gone. Mm -hmm. uh, not worth paying his contract out next year. So getting Trevor from the Broncos would be a good addition there uh, as a backup quarterback to Trubinsky in case we need someone. Um, still from the Broncos, uh, Demarius Thomas, the wide receiver. We need wide receivers too. So even if you go with Calvin Ridley, um, what we need another one too, so you need to go with Thomas possibly. Now we don't know how much money though they would offer. Uh, the other thing to keep in mind is Kevin White. I think needs to be axed in this off season as well too. Maybe give him a chance in camp, and then if 
he's done, he's done. Guy has been getting injured every year. It's not worth keeping mm-hmm. anymore and, and the investment on him. Uh, Travis Benjamin from the Chargers is another wide receiver we should potentially look at. Uh, Muhammad Wilkerson, the, the edge rusher from the Jets, the Bears have been thinking about getting this guy for three years. He's getting older. If if the price is right, I'm for bringing Wilkerson over. Oh, you are. We need an edge rusher. So if we if we can get him over, mm. unrein ain't the guy. I mean, though a- Aiken's good, but we need another guy to help him out and compliment him. And we just need to get that in. So um, he, Wilkerson would be good. Okay. Another guy is Robert Quinn from the Rams, but I think Quinn's going to demand a lot of money. So I don't know if he's potentially someone that we can go for. Um, and then this one's completely out of the question, but apparently they're saying the Seattle looks like they're going to end up waving uh, Sherman. So he'll be wow. free. And then we'll see what happens with that and go from there. But nonetheless, there are very interesting scenarios for the Bears that are going to be happening this offseason. Hmm. So you have uh, who we're going to waive, how we're going to waive, is Pace, is Pace going to be strategic on who he's going to cut so we can save money and maybe sign some of these free agents. And uh, they're going to be obviously waived, so we got to go after them after we waive them and, and, and go from there. So there's a lot of stuff that the Bears are going to have to. And then who are we going to draft? And that's mm-hmm. going to be – so as a Bear fan, that's what we're looking for now. It's going to be draft day, and that's what's on our radar to see who and what direction we're going to go into. Then we're going to have to start seeing the wave roster to see who's going to be getting cut and then go from there and stuff. So um, – We'll see. It's going to be interesting. Those and, are good names, Nick. Good. Yeah. We'll see, like you said, we'll see. All right. So jumping uh, onto the next thing, uh, we're going to jump into the NBA mm. and uh, the, the 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 event of February eighth, the NBA trade trade deadline. Uh, what happened and how it went down. So. The trade deadline all the way up until the 8th seemed very boring. Correct. It was. Nothing was happening. Nothing. Besides the Miritich trade and the, the, the Blake Griffin to Detroit trade, it, it was a very boring. But the Blake was a surprise. I was, a surp- I was surprised they, they got rid of him. Yeah. A fan favorite. And, you know, at the so I'm not going to go over all the trades, but uh, the, the Bulls did do a couple. Uh, besides the Miritich trade. So uh, for people who don't know, we ended up getting uh, from the Pelicans uh, Tony Allen, mm-hmm. Jameer Nelson, and a first-round pick. So we have two picks this year in the draft, and I think we spoke about this in the last uh, podcast. Yeah, we did. Um, and we got, we got two picks. So the, the first pick, if we, I'm rooting for the tank, because if we tank, that means our pick's going to go higher. So I'm hoping if we get a tank, we'll get a high five pick maybe, go for – um, Porter, Bagley, maybe Bamba. I mean, it depends on where we're going to be at. Um, I know they're very high on both bridges. So uh, there's a lot of, of scenarios out there that can happen. But uh, we'll have one top 10 pick at least. I'm hoping the more we tank, the higher we get. The Pelicans are going to be around a mid-round to lower round mm-hmm. pick. You're looking at like 19, 18, 17, 16 pick because obviously they're going to do good. Now, Miritich played his first game with the Pelicans, scored 21 points. He actually did really good. He, yeah, he did good. He was, uh, and uh, he's fitting in pretty well over there, so we'll see what happens. But um, I know they had Boogie go down down in uh, New Orleans, and Miritich came in to try to help out. They moved AD to center, and they've got Miritich right now in uh, power forward position, scored 21 points in his first game, so he did pretty well. 21 points good. Wish him well, and hopefully yeah. he, you know, hopefully he's a good fit over there. So in return for those two guys, because mm-hmm. oh, I forgot Asik, Asik and Destroy. Oh yeah, as well too. So we did get Asik on that yeah. trade as well too with Miritich. So 
We knew we weren't going to keep Allen, so they waived him. He's gone. Uh, I didn't hear him if he went anywhere. Uh, and then on draft, or uh, not on draft day, on the trade deadline day, they ended up trading Jameer to Detroit. And what we did is we ended up swapping our second round 2022 picks. So that's all they basically did. So we traded Jameer to Detroit so we didn't have to deal with the salary and stuff. And uh, we just swapped our 2022 pick. So hopefully we're hoping in 2022 that Detroit doesn't do well. So hopefully their pick will be a little bit higher. It's a second-round pick, though. So hmm. not much. But, again, it's better than waving them. We get something. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that as well, too. But that was that. Um, the big news, though, was, and I think it started because the deadline started, I think, at 2 or it was 3 p.m. Chicago time. So at around 10 a.m., that's when the big news started hitting. And the first news that I heard that was out that I posted on my twi- Twitter before anyone really is else. It, is it the big news? The, no, well, the big news, the, well, what I posted on uh-huh. the Twitter account right away is that there's rumors that IT was yelling at people and he's demanding, him and his agent are demanding out of Cleveland. That's right. There was no trade announced at this point. That's all they're saying. I was getting feedback from fans, not our fans, from Cleveland fans, because that's the way I hashtagged it. And they were saying, I'm fake news and I'm full of it and, and whatever the case is. And then about 30 minutes after I posted that, the IT trade went through. And I, I knew the way it was looking that he was on his way out. And if you go on Twitter, did you see the picture after they traded Wade too, where LeBron was looking at Wade on the bench <laughs> and he was looking at him like shady. He was like throwing shade his way. Yeah, yeah. And and it was the mem- the meme was said uh, it was Wade, and he was like, man, we got to get some fresh blood in here so we can start competing. And then LeBron's like, yeah, I'll trade you. <laughs> so in any case, and then what you you said you were watching? I was watching the, the, the Atlanta Hawks against the Cleveland. Yeah. And uh, the fans were saying, LeBron will trade you to other <laughs> players. So they're running down the so court. So they're chanting it. Yeah, they're like, LeBron, LeBron will, ch- will trade you. And it was just funny. It was, you know, it was just hilarious. I would love to. He hear has that, that much power. Well, first of all, it was cancer. He, he was. He was cancer. He was big. Right. And we we talked about this a couple of podcasts before. What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? And he was going around and saying stuff. You're you're on his team for less than a year and fifteen games to be exact. Fifteen games and come on, man. And they were saying now that I'm 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 hearing more about it. They said Crowder was cancer too. There was a lot of and that's a lot of they came, from, they came from Boston together on the trade for. Kyrie Irving. So it just saying, seems there was a division yeah, on the team. What, I, I'm just shocked about that. LeBron never took the helm. That's what I'm shocked about. Well, I think maybe the helm was taken, and that's no, why he's gone. Yeah, but I'm also hearing gone. that LeBron is not tight with Gilbert and, and the GM. That they don't really talk and they fight all the time. So, uh, at the end of the day, with all these trades that happened, two things I think happened here. I think Cleveland is setting themselves up to either move forward without LeBron. Or to keep LeBron there. That's why they did these trades. Because they're, they're, I think their first thing is to try to keep LeBron. But they're, I think, worried because obviously LeBron burned them the first time to go to Miami. Mm-hmm. We don't know if LeBron's going to stay because he did it the first time and he didn't give us a chance. So they're like, well, let's do this trade. We get younger guys here in Cleveland, and then we'll go from there. So I think they did it for both reasons. Because if, even if you take LeBron out of the mix, obviously they're not a great team anymore or a good team. Um, but at least you have a nucleus there that now with these trades that happen that you can build from and you won't be like completely horrible in Cleveland. So the reason they pulled these trades are if they kept some of these old guys in place, if LeBron left, they're garbage. 
But if LeBron leaves now, then it's like, okay, well, they, they can just try to get a free agent out there, and they've got pieces in position. Mm-hmm. If he stays, hey, that's even better. So, yeah, But you just said, you made a comment that you, you, uh, LeBron's not close to the owner. To the owners and the executives. Uh, there was rumors that LeBron was having a yelling match in the locker room with one of the executives. Well, you know, But like, no one knows what it was about. All I know is they said that they, they were going at it. And you it got was some strong rough. connections in Cleveland. I'm trying to figure out who are you talking over there in t- upper management. Yeah, I have a lot of ties there. Yeah, I know you do. But um, they have – so in any case, let's go through – so the big trade that happened was the IT trade. That, that was the biggest trade. So what they ended up doing is they traded uh, IT, mm-hmm. Fry, and Cleveland's first-round pick, which obviously they're going to do good, so it's going to be a low pick, not the Brooklyn pick. The Brooklyn pick has been banned from trading right now. So the NBA – and I don't know why. I didn't look into this one. The NBA is not allowing Cleveland to trade the Brooklyn first-round pick. The, the only time they said they'll open it up is on draft day them, itself. So Cleveland could only trade their Brooklyn pick, their first-round pick, it, on draft day. That's it. I, I don't know why or what happened. So um, hmm. regardless of that – um, it's Cleveland's first-round pick, which is going to be a low, low first-rounder because besides Cleveland and Boston, I mean, they're going to probably be the, the third-best team, second-best team in the East. So IT, Fry, and a first Cleveland's first-round pick, not Brooklyn's pick, Cleveland's first-round pick, um, to the Lakers. And they ended up getting Clarkson, good, good choice, and Nance, good young guy. So both guys I like. I like Nance. I love Nance's father too on Cleveland. Yeah, remember? Yeah, I remember that. That's oh, why I didn't think about that. And he's going back to now Cleveland. Now you thought about it? Yeah. Oh my goodness! I, that's the first thing I thought about. He's, pl- he's playing where his dad played. That's pretty slick. Was, yeah, he's going back where his I dad was. I told you was I, was, I was a smart one here. So uh, yeah, so Clarkson and Nance for it Fry and a first round pick. So what did that do for the Lakers? Magic Johnson is brilliant. Yeah, he's good move. Um, he literally, right now with the trades he did, he freed up two max roster mm-hmm. spots for next year. What that means is he freed up so much salary. Because think about this. IT and Fry ain't staying in L.A. after this year. Their, their contracts are up. They're free agents. They ain't going to sign them. IT has no place in L.A. either because he didn't start the last game either. And Magic Johnson said completely, 100%, Lonzo Ball is our point guard, period, done with conversation, which means IT is not going to be the starting point guard. If they throw IT in the starting lineup, he's got to start as a two guard, not as a one guard. So if he's the two guard, he's playing out of position. So he's going to be coming off the bench for a majority of the time. So IT and Fry are gone. So now when you look at their roster, they've got two max roster spots, which means they can sign, and this is what they're going to do, and this is the rumors, they're trying to bring LeBron and PG-13 from OKC to L.A., which means you'll have Paul George, LeBron, and Lonzo. Now, Lonzo is very, very close with LeBron James. I heard that Lonzo sort of uses LeBron as a mentor. They talk off the court personally and all that stuff. And in my personal opinion, I think that Magic is using Lonzo to try to convince LeBron to come to Chicago. I also think, and again, I'm a firm believer that he needs to stay in Cleveland. Stephen A. Smith, all of, if he leaves Cleveland, he's done. But if you think about it, and he's going to go, L.A. would be the best spot for him to go because it's a three-market team. Chicago, L.A., New York. That's where you're going to make the majority of your money. Those are the big markets. Yeah, he's those gonna, are the biggest markets. Then you got Miami, you got, yeah. you got Dallas. But, but he's going to sell more shoes and more merchandise in L.A. than he will in Cleveland. 
Yeah, well, you know what I like when the Lakers are saying, we're not going to make an effort to go after LeBron anymore. So that's like, hmm, well, they really? Got, well, they got hit with that penalty last week. So they got, uh, it was for tampering or something. They got hit with like, I think, a $150,000 fine from the NBA. Because Magic Johnson said something. He, well, he said something that uh, Yanni uh, from uh, uh, Milwaukee, like he could be like the next, the next oh, MVP. Oh, yes. It was, That's about, what it it was. was about Yanni, not yeah. about LeBron. It wasn't about LeBron. So yeah, it was yeah. by Yanni uh, from Milwaukee. He gave him a compliment, and I don't know. I, I don't know how that consisted into being tampering or something. Yeah, so he's not going to keep his mouth uh, um, shut. Yeah. But I think Magic was, was genius. He brought IT. I think this this year. Well, he's he, freeing it up for the two roster spots. Yeah, I know. But right now, Lonzo can learn stuff from IT. IT's cancer. I don't want. I, I would not want my star if, point guard if, to learn if from If IT is cancer in L.A., then who's going to want him? Well, so he has to play now. What I he would has, do. He has to be a team player. Is I would try to bring Steve Nash back to, to coach. Lonzo, that would be good. Steve Nash? Yeah. <laughs> I don't hey, Jason Kidd's out of a job. Jason, yeah, Jason Kidd. Bring kid. Jason Kidd over as like a coach or something. You're going to knock on uh, John Stockton's uh, door too and say, hey. Hey, why not? He's, he's good, yeah. Magic's got pull. Tell him, yeah. hey, I need, you in, I need you in L.A., man. But, I mean, at the end of the day, that's why the Lakers did that. So the Lakers are going to be heavy, heavy favorites for free agency this summer. So once the summer starts, they're going to be huge on trying to go after LeBron, and I think Magic's going to throw everything he can towards LeBron. And I think if they get LeBron, I think they'll end up getting PG-13. That's my personal opinion. I think so, too. I think so, too. But how about uh, LeBron going to Golden State? That won't happen. That Uh, won't happen? No, it's not going to happen. But here's one I think that I'm scared of that I I heard. uh, It wasn't Stephen A. Smith. I forgot who mentioned it. Uh, Philadelphia. LeBron? So the Sixers, 76ers are a very, very young team, and they have a very, very good team. All these rookies are making low salary because they're all rookies. So you've got, obviously, the rookie rules where they can't make a certain amount of money. Mm-hmm. for their, So you've got Joel Embiid there, Ben Simmons, Covington, Fultz. I mean, you ha- they're doing good now with all the youth. And on top of it, they have one full max roster spot now. They can trade for him and take his contract right now, which means in the summer they still will have one full. So if, in my opinion, if he goes to Philly, it's a deadlock that I, in my opinion, Philly will compete against Golden State. That's going to be a lights-out show. And I would love to see LeBron and Philly with those young guys running against Golden State and the shooters. That would be a fantastic name, a game, or games. You know, I, I, I... I don't know what he's gonna do. But again, I think he's, he's not gonna leave Cleveland. That's the thing. I'm going back. Yeah, to, that's why you're he saying should, like he can't still, leave Cleveland. Yeah. So, any case, um, Cleveland wasn't done. So they ended up. Then there was a three-way trade at this point. The Jazz end up receiving my best friend D Rose, and he got waived. So he's being looked at right now by the Wizards and. Minnesota. So uh, those are the two teams. Why? is It's beyond me. Um, but he, he is... He, I'm, I'm surprised that he doesn't go to Europe. Uh, I'm surprised anybody picking him up. Um, so uh, I, I don't even think he'll do good in Europe. But anyways, Jazz, 
D got, get D Rose and Jay Crowder. Obviously, IT and Jay Crowder were mm-hmm. the two guys that were the very cancerous guys that they just wanted out of Cleveland. So th- that's why Crowder left as well, too. The Kings ended up getting Schumpert and Joe Johnson. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the Cavs received Rodney Hood, who I wanted the Bulls to sort of get, and George Hill, who's a good young talent out of Sacramento. So they get rid of D. Rose and Crowder, which is a cancer, and then they end up getting Rodney Hood and George Hill, two good young guys. So that was I, th- I thought that was a great trade. I mean, they get rid of Shumpert, they get rid of Crowder, they got rid of D. Rose, who in my opinion I don't think was cancer. I think he was more lazy than anything. The guy just up and left and was thinking about retiring and then comes back. It, it, it was cancer. Not just that. Look what D. Rose did when he was with uh, the Knicks. He leaves for one game, doesn't tell anyone, and they don't know where he's at. It's like the guy was just a very lazy, lazy ball player. Oh, did you hear? That's the other thing I was going to say. Did you hear the contract that they released of about D. Rose with his Adidas contract? No. The details? What Listen happened? to this. So I'm oh, a, yeah, I heard about I'm it. I'm a firm believer yes. that there's a lot of famous people, and, and I'm going to say this. Mike Tyson is one of them. Mike Tyson, when, when he was with, and I'm sorry I'm going to boxing, Mike Tyson, when he was with Customato, do you know who Customato is? No, I don't. Customato was the old Italian guy that that found him mm. from Catskill okay. and was training him, the very old guy. Yeah, yeah. He had two guys that were part of the Customato training group that were training him. Those guys, obviously, they saw Mike and said they were going to make money, but at the same time, their best interest was to take care of Mike. They saw potential. Exactly. And they said, oh, we're going to take care of this kid, exactly. and we're going to lead him in the right direction. Okay. Exactly. Then he turned around, and he found Don King, and then all of a sudden, Don King allowed him to bring all his friends mm-hmm. into the mix, and they rotted Mike Tyson's brain, and then look what happened to him. Ended up in prison, ended up getting in trouble every year. And, it ended up ruining his career. At the end of the day, in my firm belief, if Mike Tyson stayed with Customato's clan, he to this day, we would be saying is better than Muhammad Ali. That is probably 100% true. But because he decided to mingle with his friends, and there was rumors that he was making, because I, I know now they're saying Mayweather's making like 100 mil. Back, they were, he was making about 38 to $35 million back then a fight. Mm-hmm. There was rumors that he was only leaving with $1 million a fight in his pocket. I could believe it. Where, where are you as a boxer to sit down with whoever's doing your money and say, hold on one second here, dude. I just got paid $38 million, and you're paying me a check for $1 million? What the hell happened to the $37 million? And I want, I want a line-for-line line expense breakdown of what's going on. So, I mean. They just lied to him. They, they, well, they, they, well, they, well, you know, remember Crocodile? Here's a story for you. Okay. So Crocodile was the guy that used to uh, wear, like, a, a towel on him, and he had sunglasses. He was the head guy that would walk Mike Tyson in, and he would yell, and I'm not trying to disrespect any religions here. All he would do is he'd yell, Al-Akbar, and, and he'd just go, and then that's all he did. And then they said that sometimes when he was training out, that he would, like, motivate Mike. Like, come on, man, you can do this, you can do this. Do you know how much he was getting paid a fight to walk Mike Tyson in? A million. A million dollars. One million dollars for a guy to yell and motivate you? It's like, dude, sit down and be like, no, I don't need this guy. Get him out of here. But that's what was happening to his money. All his friends were getting all this money. So now going back into the D. Rose thing, I personally believe that he has his friends. And because he's trying to stay true to them and be like, hey, whatever, that's 
could be wrong, but sometimes you have to business and friendship are two different things, man. And then he's got his brother, which I think is one of the big reasons and NBJ Armstrong, his agent, why when he left Chicago and he was in New York, he was nobody. He never played a full season. He he wasn't the D-Rose of 2012. And then people were rotting his brain telling him he's worth $7 million a year when he's not even worth a million, a million and a half a year. And then he was holding out, so they end up trading him or whatever. Or he ends up leaving New York, and mm-hmm. he got mad. So because I think he wasn't going to get the money, he doesn't show up for a game. Then no one wanted to sign him, and he ends up signing for $1.5 million in Cleveland. In his Adidas contract, and I don't know how they leaked that out or why they leaked it out, they ended up saying that his brother was getting $250,000 a, a year as a consultant, yep. and his best friend was making like 80000 80, yes. For what? Just, just instead of him being out of the pocket. I understand taking care of your family, but here's at the end of the day. Don't do it in the contract. If 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 Tom's my brother and I'm making $10 million or $17 million a year. I want $16 million. I'm going to pull it out of my pocket. I'm not going to have it in a contract to say Tom has to get paid. I'm going to pull it out of my pocket. And I'm going to say, hey, do you know what, Tom? I'll pay you. Yeah, but you know something? That was a smart move. If Adidas was that stupid and they... They, they, they are. Yeah, they are. Like, why they, would they... I, I, I'm boggled by the fact that Adidas would do something like that. Well, they, well Nike's the leader. They want to keep up. And then Under Armour. Well, anyways. Whatever. It is what it is. So Hopefully Adidas learned... Uh, so now he's, he has no team today. And he should just, have no team. It's a shame because he was such a good player in 2012. I think with the people that are around him, I mean, he just needs people. He needs to clear his mind and focus on basketball. He's done. He's done. And I and he's he, done. He can't right now. I think so too. I think he's done. Come back to Chicago and coach a high school team. Uh, maybe we'll that's see. The, that's his, but the best luck. Anyways, then that was the second Cleveland trade. Then they weren't done. They oh no, more. This Three. is my favorite. So they send D Wade for his farewell tour. And they ship him back to Miami in return for a protect, a heavily, I heard, protected second-round pick. So uh, D. Wade um, goes back to Miami. Uh, they gave him a huge standing ovation. Miami loves him. Uh, it's It was just great overall. So um, I think that's good for D. Wade. It is um, good. He, he and he's going to end his career there. Yeah, he loves Miami. He came to Chicago one year, $25 million, Yeah. Which he shouldn't have gotten more than five. I don't know how he got 25. And then he went to his his friend in Cleveland. You, you saw him. His heart wasn't in Chicago. His heart wasn't in Cleveland. Yeah. He, he, you know, he just played. He just didn't want to be anywhere except for Miami. And now he's he happy. He was bad in Chicago, too. He was though. horrible. I, I love D. Wade. He was, he's a Hall of Famer. Um, he won it with LeBron and Bosh. He won it with Shaquille O'Neal, a great athlete uh, from Marquette University. But I mean, he's honestly, a Chicago boy. I, yeah, but I I also heard rumors that he I never was, liked him. He was the cancer here in Chicago against Hoiberg, and it was him, Jimmy Butler, uh, and some other guys that were just throwing venom towards the rest of the team, saying Hoiberg's not the guy. You you shouldn't listen to him, and that's why our team was so dysfunctional last year. So now you get rid of him, and look, all of a sudden they were playing somewhat decent, and it was an ex- yeah. and now to be honest with you, even though they're losing, they're an exciting team. And and just LeBron's old. He was he's slow. You mean the Wade? He couldn't Wade. He was slow. Um, he just it's his time. And I just really hope at the end of this year, I think that he calls it quits. You know, I know he's it. a good player. He's gonna be a Hall of Famer. But I just never, never liked liked him as a as as a, I don't know as a, as a, an NBA player. Yeah, we'll see. He's anyways. He's so, good, but I just never liked him. Um, then uh, for Bulls trades. 
uh, besides the Jameer to Detroit, they ended up doing, and this I think was really to help Portland out and maneuver cash to help them free up some some money. They ended up trading the rights to to Milo Rakovic, uh, who's not coming to the U.S. Um, and those are usually <clears throat> moves that they do to free up cash, right? For the other team, uh, and then the to the Blazers, and then the Blazers sent Noah Vonley here, uh, and we'll see. Apparently, we're going to keep Vonley, and uh, they're going to use him. I think he couldn't play last game, but he will be playing soon, or he'll be with the team, and we'll see what happens from there. But uh, the Bulls, if you think about all these things that they did as well too, they're not going to keep some of these guys. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. Then the uh, the next biggest trade that I wanted to talk about, which really isn't too huge, but it was another three-team trade, mm-hmm. and it was the Knicks getting Mundaya from the Nuggets. The Nuggets end up getting Devin Harris and New York's second-round pick, and then Dallas ended up getting our buddy Dougie McDermott. So, they oh, could work out for all of them. They could. It might. I mean, overall, it was a it was a, a really and there was some other minor trades here and there. Uh, it was a good uh, couple hours between 10 a.m. to like 2 p.m. It was pretty hectic. There was a lot going on, uh, and it was pretty exciting to see. And then Cleveland to blow up their entire team. They had to. I mean, just just they think had about to get rid. Of, they cleaned house. Yeah, they think, had to do it. Think about where they they were at. I think they're a better team now, Cleveland. Oh my goodness, of course. But I mean, if you look at their line now, if Kevin Love comes back, centers Tristan Thomas Thompson. Then you got Kevin Love if he comes back from his injury. If not, then you got Nance starting at power forward, LeBron at small forward, Rodney Hood at shooting guard, and then Clarkson at point guard. Backing up uh, uh, power forward, you got Zizic. And then you've got, and don't forget, Jeff Green and George Hill now to back up at shooting guard and small forward. And you still got Kyle Korver. So overall, they. And then Calderon is the backup point guard. So I, it's it's they it, got a solid team. They now. got a really good team. So I think they're going to be competing right now against. Uh, I don't know if they'll beat Boston, but it's going to be a pretty good series, I think, in the East, in Boston and uh, and the Cavs. So we'll see what happens mm-hmm. with that. Um, and then I wanted to give, um, which was one of the best games I saw all year. Um, the Minnesota Timberwolves welcome back Jimmy Butler and Taj Gibson. And they did you see that game? Uh, uh, when was it? It was not yesterday. It was the day before yesterday. And uh, the Timberwolves played the Bulls here in Chicago. We did a tribute video for Butler and for Gibson. Personally, with the things I'm hearing that Butler did in the city, him and Wade, I would have never gave him a tribute video. I would have kicked him out of town and just said, see you later, buddy. Uh, but in any case, they came back. It was one of the best games I saw all year. And Zach Levine gets fouled at the end of the game, hit clutch, three free throws. That's why I call him Iceman now. This guy was solid Iceman. Uh, he ended up getting three, and then Jimmy Butler misses the, the the game-winning shot, and we end up winning the game. So the Bulls end up winning on the return. Uh, he ended up having th- Levine, 35 points. And honestly, I know it took some time for him to get into it. I'm excited to see Levine grow. People, people forget this kid is 23 years old. He's young, really young. You've got Dunn at point, so he should be coming back. He's at the Windy City Bulls right now. He's, he's just getting practice or whatever, getting warmed up. Um, he should be coming back. And once Dunn's back, I really think that the Bulls are out of sync right now because Dunn is a huge key to, the, to this whole team. Dunn keeps this team in line, and he runs these guys. So at the end of the day, 
Uh, we need Dunn back bad. But if we finally see Markkanen, Dunn, and Levine, that's the core of our team. And then in the draft, we need to go for a shooting guard? No. Sh- small forward. Unless they move Levine to small forward, then we need a shooting guard. They need a small forward and a center. Robin Lopez needs to go. He's a great player. Um, good veteran. But he's just one of those guys that I think needs to go because of his salary. Um, and then we need to get one of these rookies at center. That's why I want Bagley. But... Overall, we'll see. Uh, great game. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Now, they benched Levine yesterday just because of his injury with his knee. They don't want to overwork him, so that's why they, they're sort of playing him, resting him, playing him, resting him until they feel comfortable with his knee. Uh, but very exciting to see Zach and the stuff that he's doing. Uh, and then uh, uh, it's going to be very exciting for the city, and then we'll see what happens in the draft uh, with the two picks that we have. So I'm excited about the Bulls. I'm excited about the Bears overall as well, too. Uh, a lot of stuff uh, going on for those teams that I'm very excited about to see uh, what happens and stuff. Right, Tommy? You got it. Um, all right, what do you got with the Bulls? Anything else? The only thing I got is um, I got a buddy of mine just sent me a text that uh, he's a, he was a huge uh, Bulls uh, fan, and he wrote, D-Rose is a mental midget. His brother calls the shots and keeps him sheltered from the real world. He so does. exactly what you said. This is from Phil. And I'm not the only one that thinks yeah, that way. So Phil says the same thing. So yeah, it's uh, it's going around there. It's 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 sad. A guy that's that that's that's that talented, and he allows that to happen. Uh, BJ's his problem. Here at, at the end of the day, I mean, I've read articles and things about Michael Jordan. Um, he to this day credits a lot of of his success on Falk, his agent. Yeah, he does. And he says, I would not be anywhere in this world or where I'm at in this current state. He could have took in the wrong exactly. uh, wrong but road. He, had, he could have. He had the right direction. Now, he's lucky that he found a guy, though, that one knew. And don't get me wrong. Falk didn't do it because he liked the guy. He grew to love the guy, and he does. Falk's an older guy now. I think he still is his agent. Um, yeah. But, and he's like 80s, I think. Yeah, Falk. He, never, he never got rid of him. Yeah, yeah well, Falk ended up leaving the company that he worked for when he got Jordan, uh-huh. and I think he started his own company, Falk, and then he just has one client, and it's Michael Jordan. Yeah, it was MJ. So he ended up leaving, and he's like, all right, I'm only going to devote my time to you, which is great. But um, don't, Falk saw that he's going to make money with this kid. So he grabbed Michael Jordan and was like, I'm going to make money. But at the same time, he didn't screw Mike, and he led them in the right direction so that they both can make more money. Now look at Jordan, one of the biggest sports brands in the world. His brand is like worldwide. It is worldwide. Air Jumpman, Jordans. I mean, there's NBA. I think that the NBA jerseys for this All-Star game are going to have the Jordan logo on it. I will not be surprised if the brand goes public, an IPO. Yeah. And um, he can have MJ... Well, M, you know, Air J as the stock symbol or something. This, you know what I'm uh, uh, not upset, but you know what bothers me with Michael? What's that? I, I know he owns another team. I oh, that's the other thing. And I posted this on my Twitter. Uh, we took a picture. Uh, you had Tony Kukoc, my favorite bull. Tony. Tony. Tony Kukoc, uh, Horace Grant, Ron Harper, and Scottie Pippen were at the Timberwolves game, sitting in the front. Okay. And there was a couple times where. Uh, uh, Levine we, was getting fouled, and Scottie Pippen was jumping up and like going into the court to yell at the referee, which was pretty funny. Um, cool things to know is that Pippen and Horace Grant are both ambassadors for the Bulls, so they actually work for the Bulls. Oh, that's nice. Um, and I wish Michael Jordan could have been more involved with the Bulls. He could have. Reinsdorf would not have sold the team to him. He could have sold him 10%. 
You don't like think Jordan Magic Johnson did yeah, with the Lakers? You don't think Reinstorf, um I th- he no, messed up. No, I think Jordan wanted full ownership, and that's why he ended up doing the Charlotte thing. I don't think Reinsdorf would have gave him full ownership. No, he or would. sold the whole team over. No, 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 no. But he, I think he would have been happy with ten percent. No, in the beginning. No, I think Mike wanted the whole team. Mike wants control, which I don't blame the guy. I mean, and you know what? That's his he didn't hometown. have the money back then. He didn't have the money. I think he could. Well, he could have came came up with the money. No, later and said, "Listen, I want to buy your team." He should have offered 10, 15, 20, 25 percent max, I don't, and then stayed in Chicago. Either and, way, I wish he would have came here or would have been more involved with. It, with this, but um, some other tidbits. Remember Doug Collins? Yes. So his son uh, coaches, obviously, Northwestern University, right? Northwestern or DePaul? Northwestern. Northwestern, okay. And uh, his son is the one that played for Glenbrook, I think, North. Uh-huh. Um, Doug Collins is a senior advisor of basketball operations for the Chicago Bulls. And uh, one of our buddies actually had a good quote or comment that um, – Nowadays, when you watch the Bulls executives talk, do you ever hear Gar Foreman speak? No, I don't. Who speaks? Paxson. Yeah. All the time. And he's a president, not the general manager. Usually you have general managers that speak. So what are you thinking? uh, Doug Collins is very heavily involved with this team, and I think that some of the moves you're seeing with this youth and stuff, I think part of it was Dougie Collins and him looking at some of these recruitments of Zach Levine and Dunn. I know, I know, Paxson was huge on Dunn, so I know that was a Paxson move because Paxson. But you're not a Paxson. Are you Paxson fan? Do you like? I don't think you. I'm neither right now. I'm in the middle. yeah, Yeah, for both of them. So we'll see what they do with this rebuild here. But I, I'm sort of in the middle. I'll see what happens. I mean, I didn't like how they handled the whole Portis Miritich thing. Um, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't like how they held on to D Rose a little bit longer. Uh, there's just a couple things here. There's just there. a lot of things, and I, I think the the Bulls are tainted. No one wants to come here. No all star like all star player wants to come here. And I know you're gonna say because back when Jordan and era. Yeah, but I think ma- that's gone. You think it's gone? No, but I think it's still lingering. You don't think. There's just no. I think the current guys are the ones bad mouthing the Bulls. I think it's the Rose, it's the Jimmy Butlers that left, it's all those guys that ended up leaving. So, but I mean, at the end of the day, think about. It. I know Jimmy Butler's in the All Star game. What is he really accomplishing in Minnesota right now? Minnesota's not doing that good. Everyone thought that they were going to be great with Taj Gibson and and all these guys over there. And it's just like, look at them. They're not doing good. Should the team be sold? Who the Bulls? Yeah. Uh, that's a good question. I thought about that. I mean, that that could be it, it, the Cubs had to be sold. For, to finally to win a, a World Series, that that might. I think be, he, I think they needs to be sold. Yeah, that might happen. We'll see. It won't happen, but we're not going to win again. Yeah, I, I thought about that, and I know um, it's been some questions brought up about that as well too. But I also it needs, I think it needs to be sold. I it's also not heard happen. rumors that that Reinsdorf is sort of out of touch, and he is out of touch. He's more involved. His son, I thought, runs the Bulls now. I don't think Mike Reinsdorf. I don't, I don't or think something. neither of them. But uh, I don't oh, think they care about about. Um, I think maybe we care more about the Sox than they care about the Bulls. Yeah. No, the, well, Reinsdorf is like the president of the owners in the Major League Baseball. Oh, so, so he's more involved with the White, White Sox, Sox than anything. And that's why I'm saying his son runs the operations of the Bulls. Um, but that might happen. But here's another thing you got to keep in mind as well, too. Reinsdorf is the face of an investment company or firm that bought the Bulls. So he's the one who just has a majority share. And his majority share, I think, to be honest with you, is only like 41%, I think. 
So he's Reinsdorf is not a full 100% owner of both teams. He has an investment firm that's together, and he's just the face, and he owns the majority of it because the other and guys, both. yeah, the, the other guys own like twenty percent, ten percent, or twenty five percent, yeah, what whatever saying, the case is. Okay, so he has the he's majority. 40, he's majority, and he has the face of it, and that's it. Everyone else is hidden, and you don't see their names, or I guess you can if you research. I'm surprised them, he's in. Uh, he's in by over fifty percent, so he can be. Majority owner. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. We'll see what happens and stuff. But in any case, um, that is uh, what's going on with the Bulls okay. and stuff. So quick uh, quick stuff I want to s- shout out really quick because we did not talk about this on the last show. Congratulations. Well, let's go back. I just got a, a, a text here from my buddy Phil. He goes, the owner of, is it Reinsdorf? Yeah. Told yes. his family to keep the Bulls and sell the socks when he dies. Whoa. <clears throat> His run, his son is running the Bulls. So you were right. Yeah, his, his son's son is running. running the Bulls. Well, the Bulls well, got oh, voted. Oh, his son. Maybe he's just going out and just. His son's part. in his fifties or sixties. I think. Oh. His son, or not his son. The Bulls, I think, were third or fourth richest franchise in the NBA. No, I think in the United States. No, 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 <coughs> no, 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 no. It might be the NBA. Hold on. Uh, no, no, no. Number one was the. Number one is probably New York. You got L.A. Golden State was up Golden there before State? the Bulls. Yeah, it, it, I think it'd be like number seven, number five, seven. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, 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 no. yeah. The number uh, one, the number one franchise in the United States is the Cowboys, in all sports. The number one. Cowboys then Yankees, or they're close to it. I think like Yankees are five billion, and I think the Cowboys like five point one or something. Um, ask Phil if he can hear you good now. How's the audio sounding? Just, just a tidbit. Wanted to know. Well, Phil, text me. Yeah. Because you gave me a, a bad, a very, well, a dis, you know, unfunctional <clears throat> microphone. Yeah, we're going to have to look at that and figure out why that was happening. So we're both texting here, so hopefully you can hear me. Well, I think he would have said something if he wasn't, but. Um, uh, he said, uh, my voice is better than yours. If you can talk less, he'll be happier. Oh, okay. I'm just, just messing. Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> after the movie, it was fine. So all right, good. So I want to just gonna give a shout out to Phil because um, every year uh, him and I we go to the auto show together, and uh, we were there earlier today. We saw a lot of cars. It was fun, and then also I gotta say hi to my niece Suli. That um, I'm not sure if yeah, heard if we before. heard it before. Yeah, she uh, she plays hockey for uh, for the Renegades. Renegades. And I think it's in uh, Arlington Heights, the Rolling Meadows area, and her team went up to. Wisconsin Dells. Wisconsin Dells, and they won a 2008 championship, and she's the only girl on a team, and I'm hoping she does really, really well, and I want to see her in the Olympics one day. Yeah, yeah. that'd be awesome. Awesome job. Yeah. Um, all right, so here's the NBA. Uh, New York Knicks. Number one. $3.3 billion. Yeah. And and you know that it's a, it's a public-traded company. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lakers, Lakers, 3.0. Okay. Golden State, 2.6. Mm-hmm. Bulls, 2.5. Okay, top five. But isn't that amazing? Look at Golden State, and they're a lower market team. Well, Golden State a couple years ago was not even. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but they got they got the players. Yeah, that's now, what got if them LeBron, up there. LeBron, uh, Cleveland's it's probably up there too. If if LeBron leaves, that team goes under. I mean, it's not going to be as as high. So first of all, New York is New York, and you got LA. Um, so Boston is after the Bulls. Yeah, Boston. That's that's a great another great market. Plus, great history. Then it's Cleveland. Cleveland, yeah. Clippers and OKC. Okay, makes sense. Boston Clippers. No, I'm sorry, Brooklyn. Boston Clippers, oh, yeah. Brooklyn. Brooklyn sucks in there that high. 
Well, it's uh, New, uh, Houston, Dallas, Miami. Wow, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, but in any case, uh, I wanted to congratulate uh, one of my favorite Bears, Brian Urlacher, for making first ballot Hall of Fame for the NFL Hall of Fame. So awesome job. Uh, great memories mm-hmm. that he gave us. And um, it's good to see that he made it on the first ballot. That means a lot for athletes when it's their first try and they Correct. made it in. So You know, he was, he was a great player. And uh, and a good uh, good character for the team. Yeah, always hustled. Always, you know, he, he yeah, he worked he worked really hard. And bears uh, are always they say smash mouth players, and he was he fit that like Dick Butkus gel very well, which I like. Singletary up there, yeah. 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 So um, overall, uh, who else made it? Which I, were great athletes, and I remember watching them. Randy Moss, first Ballard, made it. Uh, Terrell Owens. Uh, which I think is could have been a lot better, um, but he still made it. But it was his third try, so he, it took him three times to make it. Hey, he's made it. That's yeah. all that matters. Ray Lewis, first ballot oh, Hall yeah, of Famer. Of course, Erlocker, uh, obviously, we just said yeah. first ballot. Um, Brian Dawkins, the safety from the Eagles, mm. and he's the one who carried the trophy up there. Second, uh, second okay. time um, he was on there as well too. And then there was a couple. Uh, older guys as well too that made it uh, that were in there but awesome job to all these guys especially okay. Brian Urlacher for making um, making it and stuff so uh, and if I, I, I think um, the Bears have the most uh, football Hall of Famers uh, that's we did at one time we had the most yeah so I'm not sure if we lost that that uh, so um, Olympics started award. on Friday too I uh, oh, just yeah. wanted to throw this out there. That was actually really good. Did you see the opening ceremony? I did not see it. So um, for um, people who watch opening ceremonies and Olympics in general, and I have to give props out to South Koreans for this, um, I, I remember listening to um, some of the Brazil Olympics that went off of how it, it was going to be delayed and it wasn't going well and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And now you, we look at videos and they show us of abandoned stadiums that no one's even in there and stuff. So – uh, it, it, that was at how much money they lost. Same thing happened to Greece when they went to Athens. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing's happening to Russia now with the last Winter Olympics in Sochi. Um, but we didn't hear one thing about South Korea Olympics, did we? No, not, not yet. One thing about how, oh, their economy's not doing well or how they're not going to be ready or whatever the case is. And this opening ceremony was one of the best ones I saw in a long time in any Olympics. So mm-hmm. I was very surprised. And impressed. They, yeah, impressed. They pulled it off. It looked very good. Um, the only thing I don't like when it's so overseas is that the live stuff is happening overnight when everyone's sleeping. So I've been trying to stay up late to watch some of it. But uh, pretty good. Liked it. Uh, wasn't um, unimpressed at all. Very surprised and impressed by what they did and what they put on. Uh, quick tidbits. Uh, in, that, in the Minnesota Bulls game that they were playing, Jimmy Butler – was wearing $15,000 shoes. Did you know that? 15000 They only made three of them. Really? Three pairs. They were the Michael was... Jordans. They were the M&M X Carnhart, uh, the F- Air Jordan 4s. And he was wearing them to the game, which I thought was just obnoxious and stupid. Like, why would you wear $15,000 pairs of shoes to a basketball game? He paid 15000 I don't think he paid for them. I bet you any money he got them for free from Jumpman so that he can advertise them. But that's he was wearing them for the game. There was only three pairs made. So I, not, I'm assuming Eminem got the other pair, cause, uh, or one of the pairs, well, okay. because it's called Eminem Carnhart. Now, right. I don't know who got the third pair. 
All right, I understand there, there are only three pairs. Probably his best friend, Mark Wahlberg. But how, how did it cost 15000 to make? I don't know. They probably have diamonds on them and stuff. Who knows? We should call our buddy Hop Hop. Yeah, call him. Just call him up and he, ask him. I'm surprised, he, I'm surprised he didn't buy him. Uh, th- true. Yeah, he could have put him on his collection there, too. How many? But, he has like a closet full of has, Jordans. All of them, I think. I don't know. No, I don't think he has. He has the ones in suitcases and everything. Yeah. All right. Um, then we have uh, Major League Baseball. February 23rd is going to be the first game. Uh, I wanted to touch base a little bit, and I know I shouldn't be the guy talking about this. You Darvish signed with the Cubs uh, for a six-year Six, uh, $125 million contract. Uh, and it, with all the bonuses and incentives, he'd end up making $150 million. Um, Arietta's gone. Um, he's probably going to end up signing somewhere else. I personally don't agree with I think that's too much money for a pitcher. I think for his age, that means he's going to be 37 or 38 years old when his contract's running up. Wait, wait, you think? No, it is a lot of money. No, I know that's a lot of that's money. That's insane for amount of money. For a pitcher, though, to give him that much, I just, I, we'll see. When is this going to stop? I don't know. $300 million, $400 and, million? and this is the other thing that bothers me, that there's baseball, the owners were arguing, or the free agent, the union was arguing that the free agents weren't being taken care of because they're not getting what they wanted. But at the end of the day, you have to look back and, the owners are what put that in the minds of these free agents and their agents because they're the ones who are forking over this money. And then all of a sudden when you're not forking it over, they're going to complain about it. It's As long as the owners are giving it, man, I mean, you know what? You can't knock the player. The player is getting I'm it. I'm not going to knock, but I just got a, a little small crazy idea. How about there's a cap and the rest of the money goes to a charity or helps out the kids? Won't do that. You can't. And then as an athlete, too, you have to think about it. And I don't know if you were on the show when we talked about it. When you're an athlete, you try to make as much as you can. Now, if they pay you that much money, then God bless you, take it. But you're only playing for 10, 15 years, and that's it. And then after that, you're done. I mean, unless you've got – you invest in, and, and you put your money somewhere wisely so you can live off of the rest of it. So that's why they're trying to maximize it. But I just think right now to pay a pitcher that much money that's that of age – uh, I guess only time will tell. We'll see what happens. I know Lester did good, but he, for the money he got, wasn't like lights out. Hey, that's that's Randy Johnson type, like no hitters and shutouts and strike. Like again, he, I think that he, you could have got other guys instead. I think there's you could have got two pitchers instead of signing you Darvish, two solid pitchers that probably can come up with the same amount of stats that you Darvish produces uh, for less money. So. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I just, uh, um, I'm not a huge fan of it. Not because I'm a Sox fan. I mean, even if the Sox signed this guy for that much money, I would not agree with it. I'm, I wonder how much that comes out to a minute. I, I wonder if that's more money than I'm making a year. Yeah, well, for sure it is. Nice. Yeah. I work for one year. But and I he mean, makes it one minute. Well, yeah. We'll, when he's sleeping. we'll see what happens and we'll he's see how sleeping, they do. And he's making more money. Um, nice. McDaniel's. Uh, that was a fiasco too. He did not um, end up. He, I guess, the Colts thought he was gonna get signed with the Colts. Then all of a sudden, he turns around and he takes off and he rejects them, which was really bad for him. Um, and he's got a bad name now between him and his agent. Apparently, his agent got mad and his agent quit right after that stuff happened. Um, 
And uh, he's now in the Patriots. Rumor has it that he's going to be the one that takes over for Bilicek when Bilicek retires, and that Bilicek is probably not going to be there for too long. And then uh, you got McDaniel's taking over. Patricia, uh, Patricia did leave, and he went to Detroit, so he's the head coach there now. And then I think they just filled the Colts' head coaching job today. Uh, did not see though the hot news on that of who and why and mm-hmm. stuff, but um, overall uh, he did get signed and all that stuff. So what else? I think we talked about everything. We talked about Super Bowl, NBA, talked about a little baseball. What else I think is that's there? pretty much it, man. We were running. I don't even know how long we were running for. About an hour and a half. Again, man, we gotta get. We, we gotta talk, cut these down. Yeah, we gotta cut them up. Cut them up. Cut yeah, them I got, down. Yeah, I got some people text me. It's too long. Yeah, no, we are. So, um, I think that's pretty much. And um, then. Uh, we got no questions on here, it doesn't look like. No. But anybody can always like, a couple live people chat, yeah. Went back and forth on and stuff, but nothing uh, in. But uh, what else was there? I think that's pretty much all we got for today, right? Correct, I think so. Um, Hold on one second. We'll check everything over here. Run down the agenda and all that. I think that's all, yeah. No, we don't got nothing. So um, uh, that's pretty much it then, I think. We got to go back out and start shoveling again. Yeah, let's go. We got all this ice everywhere too. Everyone's gutters are like frozen rock solid. And And the water's like dripping everywhere. Yeah, and now I got ice everywhere. They got to chip and keep shoveling and all that stuff. So um, in any case... Uh, uh, this was episode 26, guys. Um, a lot going to be the best one, too. Yeah, hopefully. He, he wants to win against uh, Sammy the Bull. And uh, I got Jack the most views on the he other wants one. I the most views. I want the most views for please, please um, like, subscribe, place a comment. Yeah, so uh, again, uh, I wanted to make sure that we talk about uh, the new sponsors that we have in the beginning. Uh, Again, listen to those guys. It's the Super Fun Game Review Podcast. Funny guys, funny guys. Uh, Hilarious. Just make sure you guys listen to them if you're a gamer. Uh, They uh, do a lot of of cool stuff, a lot of cool reviews, and uh, they're hilarious at the same time. So just follow them. You can follow them on iTunes, most of the uh, platforms that we have as well, too. Um, they're super fun game review podcasts go so don't forget about those guys subscribe to them give them reviews they give uh, a GameStop $100 gift card they read every review word for word Mm -hmm. and there's one lucky fan or person that gives a review that ends up getting that gift card so um, with the way video game prices are that's one video game and maybe a little accessory or something so try those guys out Uh, uh, they're really cool and uh, fun to watch um, and listen to uh, we for us Twitter Facebook uh, at WCSN 312 uh, and on Instagram you can also catch us here on YouTube uh, subscribe which I don't know if it's down here when you're listening to us I think it is it's right down here so no it's here because usually it's right here uh, so yeah. you click on the bottom uh, subscribe to our channel spread the word guys to everybody uh, the more people we get to subscribe and rate us on iTunes and subscribe on our YouTube uh, it's better for us again our goal what top 100 podcast podcasts uh, that will go from there uh, again we did today Sunday 3 p.m. so we can try to put in a show for this week mm-hmm. um, we will be doing our normal Friday 7 p.m. shows so we'll be having a uh, Friday 7 p.m. show next week and right. then WTR, Russell Talk Radio with Wild Bill, uh, Wednesday, 7 p.m. And we'll be talking about Raw. There's no pay-per-view today, so we'll talk about Raw SmackDown leading up into um, Elimination Chamber. 
besides that, what do you got? Nothing? Nothing, man. That's it. You know, love you guys. Um, just put comments fee- uh, so we get some like feedback. Peace, you love, know. happiness. Yeah, well... We need to. We need advice. We just little comments. See if we could do anything better. Yeah, email us, guys. Yeah, if you guys have emails, anything. Any suggestions? Anything we're not doing right, or anything, anything you guys want to hear? Yeah, or any you know, well, teams or sports or events you want to talk about. I like. I like this blocking my face too. A lot of people are saying, "Get this moved out." Move out. I think you get a bigger one. A big like. I like like, like one a side big of my one. face. I just cover it. Yeah, just like that. Like, hey, what's up, guys? This is half of my face only. We like the guy from Home Alone. There you go. The yeah, fans. Wilson. So every time I'm Wilson. in public, I'll be like this. Wilson, that's it. I, I so. think it'd be good. But all right, uh, that's all, right. all we got, guys. It's a long episode again. We apologize. Going to try to shorten them out. Yeah. Um, uh, Bull and Jackman might will be back uh, next Friday, and then he will finally be off camera. So this mug right here will be over here. You always have me. To, first of all, you put me in the corner so no one hey, can see we me. We might have a okay. new set. No, you put me in the corner, no one can see me. Today, you give me a microphone that doesn't work. Yeah. So I'm I'm talking for like an hour, half an hour, hey, that, and you're laughing. That was and, your mess up. You know, you put me like go over here, go over here. Hey, you're the producer. You're supposed to do. I'm mic the checks. producer. You're the mic check. I told person. you it wasn't working. You're like, don't worry about it. It'll be okay. Don't worry about it. It'll be okay. <laughs> you know. And people right. are like saying, they can't hear. Like you know. And I was like, like don't worry about it. They don't can worry hear about you. <laughs> and then like finally, you know, if we can hear you, so he can nick us big. Big Nick can stop talking. All right, cool. So that's all we got, guys. Stay warm. Don't come to Chicago if you don't live here. Uh, obviously, everyone listening is probably from here. If you are, stay warm. Uh, put salt on your sidewalks so you don't fall like hop hop. Bust something up. Please, yeah. We don't want anyone to get hurt. Yeah. Uh, good night. Good night. It is what Love it is. you, Chicago. Love you, America. <laughs>